0: Welcome to The First 15 and thanks for taking 15 minutes to transform your real estate career. And now your host, master coach and founder of Real Estate Grad School, Rich Levin. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for being here. Um, I I made a double introduction slide here. The person who's coaching me on my social media said, Rich, you gotta start more enthusiastically and you gotta start more interestingly. That's a slap in the face. So I I, I couldn't. I, so I wrote how to purposely stumble into more sales all year, especially now. How to you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about in a moment, but especially now because of holiday season coming up and people you know getting more into their houses and networking and parties and all that stuff. So the the actual title of this session is talking points that establish you as the real estate go-to agent. So imagine you are in your early 30s, maybe some of you are in your early 30s, late 20s, early 30s, and you've got lots of friends who are buying houses and getting married and thinking about houses and all that stuff, and coming into the age when you're earning enough money to stability, qualify for houses, cleaning up your credit or establishing good credit. And you become, among your peer group, the person they like to talk to about real estate you have the right answers, you're honest, you're not pushy, you guide them, uh, you're respectful, etc. So you become the go-to agent simply because when you speak, you speak honesty, you speak clarity. Um, so that's what we're talking about today, how to do that in this time of year when you're interacting perhaps with more people at parties and networking um, or any time of year, put yourself in those positions. See, real estate is a very popular conversation. When you go to a party, it very likely, real estate is the, could be, I, I would bet across the country, overall, real estate is the most talked about thing. Maybe um, politics, probably real estate and politics have an equal share, probably more real estate because people try to avoid talking about politics. Real estate is a very popular conversation. So when you have intelligent, so it's smart, it's thoughtful, Honest, so people can trust it. They check it out and it's true, and it's surprising sometimes. They don't necessarily agree with you, but then it turns out that you're right. Insight, so it's thoughtful. When you have intelligent, honest insight, people look to you and want to hire you. They want to work with you, they trust you. I want to coach you on having compelling October 2018 real estate insights, okay? So let's talk about this thing. I call them talking points. They are honest and sincere, so they're true. You believe them. You know them. You have confidence in them. If I talk about one you don't have confidence in, email me. Get on a live call. Communicate with me so that we can you can we can challenge that. You can understand why they are honest, and therefore, you can make them sincere. Prepared comments. You've thought about them. You've practiced them to yourself and many times to others. So they're prepared. They're not off the cuff. They're talking points that you've prepared. They're about the market. They're about the real estate market. They're about interest rates. They're about housing. And they're they're comments that motivate people to want to buy or sell real estate with you. So you'll see in a moment when we talk about today's talking points. Okay, and good talking points motivate people to refer others to buy and sell real estate estate with you because, because they engender trust and honesty. And man, when somebody's making the largest purchase of their life, or selling the largest asset of their life. You know, lots of times people are very tough on price because they're they're going from their home into a retirement home, and man, that's all the money they're going to have. That's, that's the biggest chunk of money they're going to have to live on for the rest of their lives. You know, young people who realize paying off their mortgage when they get to be in their 40s or 50s and they finally pay off their mortgage, that very likely is going to be one of the greatest assets and best investments of their life. So, you know, you bet they want to trust the person who's dealing with it with them. Talking points make you the honest, thoughtful, and optimistic expert on real estate in your group. Honest, they trust you. Thoughtful, they know you're you're smart and your insights are dependable. And optimistic that you're always looking for the opportunities, but you're honest when there aren't opportunities. So, in what we have going on today is both opportunities and lack of opportunities. Here we go. It's the fall of 2018. By the way, we are interrupting the business planning. We I have not forgotten about that. I've not forgotten about the course. But it was just, I thought it was very important to give you this particularly now. So, fall of 2018, the market that had been, the real estate markets that had been in a frenzy in many places has slowed down. So, whereas you'd put up property in the market, sell it yourself before it went on the market, had multiple offers on it, has slowed down. There are some markets still like that, but many of the ones that were like that have slowed down. Some have slowed down significantly. The question is: Is it a serious? Is it a sign of a serious slowdown, another recession, another another you know significant decline in real estate values, or? is it just another adjustment from a very hot market that can't last forever i mean even the hottest fire god forbid burning something down eventually has to die out although it can stay warm for a long time or is this just an adjustment from a very hot market that eventually has to slow down to a more even market so let's take a look and see if we can make some sense out of this okay and that i'm not just doing this for you i'm doing this so you can make notes Remember what we're talking about so that you can share this with lots of people. Okay, whoops, let's get this slide to change. Why would the market be softening? You know, there are a lot of good economic factors. You might love Trump or hate Trump, but the fact is there are lots of good economic factors. Unemployment is way down. Okay, employment is way up. Stock market, although it's been rocky the last few days, is significantly up. You know, confidence in, in economic confidence, confidence in them in, in the markets are up. So, what could be dampening the real estate market? What could be dampening the real estate market? Because if economic factors are up, you'd think it would be up. So there's four things. I'm going to give you a fifth one also. Four very normal things are softening the market. The reason I want to point out that they're very normal things is because. They're they're not surprising. They're not they're not like the federal government um, trying to encourage more home buying and then doing something that is ends up being a big mistake. They're not they're not major changes. They're very normal things. So let's understand what these four normal things are, five really, and see what advantages there may be because of them, or what disadvantages there may be because of them. Four things. So number one. Interest rates are higher, that's a normal thing. Interest rates go up, interest rates go down, interest rates are higher. In January, rates were at or below 4%. Just they were, they've been at those historic lows for almost six, maybe six years. So many of you who've gotten into real estate in the past six years have gotten used to this norm. People like, if I can invoke her name, Stephanie, who's just getting into the market, you have a gift. I myself got into the market in a very bad time. Within a year or two of when I got into real estate, the market just got horrible for three or four years. Those of us who survived that time became very strong. There are many of the leaders in the real estate industry right now. Um, people who got into the market in 2006, seven, eight, they didn't know any better and they learned how to win in a very tough market. And they're some of the biggest producers right now. So those of you getting in the market now as things are rising and As as rates are rising, it's a gift because you're going to learn how to work in a tougher market, which means you can always work and be successful because in a tough market, that's when it's necessary to survive and succeed, but you're also going to be very successful in in an easier market. So now they're near or above 5%. Now, that's true. That will create some market slowdown. If they went to 6 or 7% rapidly, that, would be, that could be the whole reason the market would slow down. But that can't be the whole reason for the market softening, first of all, because it's been going on for a while, but it likely contributes to it. Number two, I can see already we may run a little bit late. Affordability. Affordability threshold is reached. See, there's a price at which the buyers just either can't or won't pay more you know, in a year or two, the threshold gets broken. So we were stuck at about 350,000 here in the market I'm in. If if people were asking 400, they weren't selling. That lasted for about a year and a half. And then all of a sudden people started paying four and 425. Now the threshold is about 450. So there's price thresholds that you get stuck at for a while. And in many markets, because prices have been rising, the market has reached its price threshold. Now I'm not talking about your whole market. If you're in the city of 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 Albany, New York. I'm talking about your specific neighborhood. The neighborhood reaches a, a, an affordability threshold and it often happens in many neighborhoods at once. In a year or two, that threshold will get broken, broken through and you'll get to another level. But until that happens, until that breakthrough, there's a pause. So in many markets, in, in addition to rising interest rates, that contributes to the market softening, affordability th- threshold. Rentals are more affordable and available. The reason I decided to do today's workshop was because I under, one of my clients pointed this out. Rental housing have rental housing have been constructed in large numbers. I don't know in your markets they may not that may not be happening, but in many markets man they're putting up hundreds thousands of apartments and they are being rented. Okay, it took a long time to reach the point where there's more rental supply than demand. In other words, there's many landlords who need to, who have empty apartments. So for the first time, rents are coming down because there's so much supply, okay, and and more supply than demand. So first-time buyers in particular are hesitating to buy because they're looking at the affordability of buying or renting, and it's closer now. They're looking at the affordability and quality of the available rentals. A lot of these rentals are new. They're they're terrific, you know. They're 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 appealing, and they're now priced, getting priced a little bit better. And the the landlords are making better deals, giving free months rent to get people in, etc. Giving people the first six months at a lower rent. So rents are more affordable and available. That adds to the reasons. Um, oops. You know what? I put this. I didn't put in a different explanation here, so I'm going to go right to this slide. So, number one, interest rates are higher. You can write these down. These are your talking points. And there's an affordability threshold in many areas. Have you noticed the prices have risen and they've gotten to a point where some people are questioning whether they can afford or want to afford those prices? Be careful not to say that those houses aren't worth it, because sooner or later, probably sooner than later, people are going to be paying them. Rentals are more affordable and more available. There's a contentious election. I never like to blame an election because I've seen too many years when there's contentious elections and it doesn't shift the market at all, but it doesn't help. It's also late October. That's the fifth reason I've been referring to. We are in mid-fall feeling more like winter all the time. So although any one of those things probably wouldn't affect the market, that combination could do it. Interest rates higher, affordability threshold reached, rentals being more attractive, a contentious election, and getting into late October into mid to late fall. That combination could do it. So who does it help and who does it hurt? It helps buyers. Buyers clearly, the market's softening, prices are lower. It helps buyers and sellers who are buying. Somebody sells their house, wants to buy a bigger house, they get an okay price for their house, but they get a great buy on the house they're buying. Now, the best buys, if you want to help your buyer find the best buys right now, are homes that have been on the market overpriced for months. So in addition to watching new things coming on the market, look for those homes that have been just sitting on the market for a long time and and call the seller, watch for price reductions, call the agent. When the seller is starting to get impatient, you show it to your buyer again or show it to your buyer for the first time. So pay more attention to the ones that have been hanging around looking for the motivation of the seller to be higher, they're not seeing an offer, other agents are ignoring them, and you can. most of the investment property that my, me and my sons buy are in this situation. They're not new ones on the market that are great buys, they're ones that are languishing on the market and now the need to sell has gotten that much greater. So it helps buyers and sellers who are also buying. Okay. Sellers, it doesn't help so much. Sellers need to hear the truth. You need to explain to the sellers the dynamics of the five we've just discussed. Explain to the sellers that this is sort of a confluence, a a coming together. Confluence, nice word. A coming together of these things, and all together, they're adding up to a softening. Now, should you wait till spring? So let's address that. Sellers need to hear the truth explain the possible dynamics of the the, the five we just discussed, and then we give them honest opinions, okay? You have to be willing to have them wait till spring if that's their best decision. But it's dangerous to you to do that. But it's honest, and I like honest. I believe in honest. So with, did I say this um, before? Let me just say it now. Yeah, we'll say it now. Fall of 2018, better sales skills help a lot. So more than ever, you want to listen more and talk less. You want to ask questions more and talk less. Buyers have more to choose from, and they don't feel the pressure that they're going to lose the deal as much. They're going to negotiate harder for for repairs, because nobody's breathing down their necks in more cases. Sometimes it is it's fortunate if they are. If somebody is breathing down their necks, well, they don't feel the pressure. So you're going to need to to sharpen your negotiating skills, sharpen your sales skills. Sellers may believe that they will get more, or that they will that they that they can get more right now, or that they will get more in the spring. You have to use your sales skills to show them the wisdom of now, if there is wisdom in now, and very likely there is. See, using the truth about the market, you offer them honest options. For buyers, it's easy. The softness in the market means better buys. It's likely that interest rates will be even higher in the spring, so it might be smarter when there's better buys and lower rates to buy now. For sellers, the factors may be getting, may may get better in the spring, but there's no guarantees. Could be in the spring rates will be even higher. Could be in the spring that there will be even more and more attractive rental housing. Um, Could be in the spring fewer buyers, therefore, will be available. So you may be able to get more in the spring, but it's a crapshoot. There's no way, there's no guarantees. But right now, You know, we do know that the market is still active, but it has some softening. So practice practice discussing these four talking points, plus the fact that it's mid-fall. Practice this. Go through them. Talk about them to other agents. Argue with them with other agents. Not argue aggressively, just argue in order to help you really get these things solidly in your mind. Call me, email me, text me when people challenge this and you want to understand how to respond to the challenge. Talk about this with your sellers. Talk about this with your buyers. Talk about this at parties. Talk about this with your parents, your relatives, your friends. Just to let them know and they ask us real estate. Bring up one of these points or bring up more than one so that you become the honest, intelligent expert, the go-to agent for all the people that know you. And you watch how, as I entitle this, you will be able to, what did I say at the beginning? Establish yourself as the go-to agent and find more and more deals, particularly at this time of year. Hug the ones you love. Make a great day. Continue to build your insight and intelligence into the real estate in the market. It doesn't take tremendous smarts. It just takes some understanding, some thinking, and some strategizing with and doing the right thing for people. Make a great day, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the First 15 Podcast with Rich Levin, who's been helping develop top agents for over 20 years. If you love this episode and want to see the visuals that go along with it, go to regradschool.com for a free First 15 or sign up for coaching at regradschool.com and watch the First 15 every Monday through Friday.